Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Todd. Yes, Dr. Wayne. <laughs> I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Perfect timing. How do you feel about New Year's resolutions? I feel like people are very conflicted about this topic. You know, I, I love them. I think they're I think they're great. Hmm. Um, I I uh, I just had lunch with my daughter though, and and uh, I told her she asked me, "What are you guys talking about today?" I said, "New Year's resolutions," and she said, "Oh, I hate those." Yeah. And I said, "Oh, that's interesting," because I happen to know she just selected a couple. Oh. You know, even though she hates them. Yeah. And I said, I said, honey, you just you just created a couple. And she's like, those aren't New Year's resolutions. Hmm. And I said, they're resolutions you just made. <laughs> that sounds like a New Year's resolution. And she said, no, Dad, New Year's resolutions you don't keep. <laughs> you do them for a couple months and then you stop. And I said, oh. oh. Snarky teenagers. Which is, well, that was her <laughs> genuine answer, which is funny because it gives me the impression that people do view these as onerous or... Um, obligatory, in and some it's way. just inevitable, and it's that just inevitable. Fail. Yeah, that this is going to be done in a couple months, and I'm going to fail, and that's that's sad to me. I think. Well, I think that's why I think that's what motivates the haters when it comes to New Year's resolutions. Is oh, that I'm they, sure. Well, b- because it's it's becomes like the term has so much baggage that you're just like bound to. There's so much pressure to start a New Year's a big New Year's resolution that you're just set up to fail at it. And, and like the worst condition to set up a self-improvement kind of resolution is when one that you feel like you should or have to make. Like that's not a very compelling reason to struggle through a goal to me. No. I mean, what if you're, what if you've been a lifelong smoker and your doctor's like, your chances of getting lung cancer are extremely high and dying early unless you stop smoking. Like, isn't that a good reason for self-improvement? That's a wonderful reason for self-improvement. Mm. That's wonderful. But I think if you're that person and you're like, well, it's New Year's Eve. I guess I have to make that my resolution now. It, mm, probably not a good idea. What's so bad about saying you have to? Because mm. it's true, right? Like, it, at bottom line, like, if you don't want to die early, you have to. It'd probably be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you're much more likely to succeed in self-improvement goals when it's, uh, your desire rather than some kind of obligatory should. So maybe the idea is you should, you should frame it as I want to live a long, healthy life with the people I love. Therefore I'm going to stop smoking. Like frame it in terms of what you want, not what you don't want. I'm only uncomfortable because you use the word should again. It would be better if you approach that goal um, internally motivated by your desire to live a long life with your family rather than approaching that goal out of some sort of obligatory, it's New Year's, I guess I should make that my goal. Should. Should. Hate it. Should. Shoulds are no good. Should. 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 Yeah, I don't like shoulds. That kind of bothers me. But, yeah. So that's my thought. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, 
I think I'm I'm actually kind of in the middle on New Year's resolutions. Like I don't seem to I don't love them or dislike them as much as most people. I, I feel like I usually do some sort of loose New Year's resolution each year, but it's not like a big thing for me. And if I don't stick with it, I don't it doesn't really bother me. And sometimes I do, and it's nice. Um, Wait, if you don't if you don't stick to it and it doesn't bother you, why do it in the first place? I don't know. Don't, I think we all have things that we would like to do better and we attempt to do it and I guess I guess it bothers me on some level but I, I don't get like it doesn't bother me so much that the whole idea of New Year's resolutions has you know puts me off and I'm not a New Year's resolution Grinch mm. or advocate not necessarily yeah, yeah. I don't I, I'm weirdly kind of it, it seems like people are very polarized on New Year's resolutions some people are all about it and some people other people are but I don't know, maybe you just don't hear from the people who are kind of like, yeah, I sort of do them and, huh. you know, but I, I generally, you know, I, I like, I like a good New Year's resolution. I mean, I guess it's a tradition in a way, right? To set New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't care for the tradition of it, but I think the New Year's is a kind of natural break in our constructed calendar to reassess and then provide yourself with some direction. Well, what is it about the New Year's part of it that you don't care for? Like what's so bad about setting No, it's a the, it's a tradition. Like the the idea that this is just the time of the year you do that and you should. Oh. That again the should kind of the 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 part that I think a lot of people don't respond to is like I I think people who don't like New Year's resolutions are probably saying it seems artificial kind just to create like, things because it's hmm. the new year. And I agree yeah. with that. I don't think you should artificially develop resolutions that you're really not that committed to just because it's the new year. Don't you think some people do well with that kind of structure though? Like I actually kind of feel like I do fairly well with a decent amount of top-down structure imposed on me. With some guidelines? Yeah. yeah. Like I think that actually helps me. Um I could definitely see how some people are totally allergic to any kind of structure. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like I, I sort of think like it helps me actually. But within that structure, are you earnest in what you're doing or are you just kind of saying, well, the structure is imposing this on me, so I'll do it. I mean, if nothing else, I feel like the new year's resolution tradition is just a good reminder for me to think about, Oh yeah. How are things going? What would I like to do differently? Okay, great. Yeah. I think that's the whole point. Yeah. But but the tradition part of it is essential for that. The reason it's a consistent reminder is because it's a tradition, because it's rigid. Because it's the new year. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because we tie resolutions to this fixed, rigid thing, which is January 1st. It serves to remind us regularly. Right. So I think the rigidity has good aspects to it. it. Yeah, if you're approaching it in a healthy way, I'd agree. Yeah. If you're if you're going into it saying I'm only setting this goal because it's New Year's and because I have to set a New Year's resolution, I don't really want to do this, but okay, then I'm like, eh. are there that many people who do that? Do you think? I think that's why they last two months. I think it's like this time of year comes around and people go, oh yeah, I should be going mm. to the gym. I should be doing this, and you see it in gym memberships and you see it everywhere. People kind of do this obligatory, like, well, I should be doing these things, so I'll go ahead and do it. But I don't think. Most of those people are earnest in what they're doing. I think they're, it's a, it's a, it's a stab in the right direction, not a genuine I, effort. I disagree. I think mo most people I talk to who have a New Year's resolution, they want to. They said, I signed up for a gym membership. Like, I want to get, 
even if they don't want to go to the gym, like they want to get fit or they yeah. want to stop smoking. Or oh, they I'm wanna... sure they want to. And that's not a question. Well, you said they weren't earnest about it. So what's the difference? Well, I think everybody could say, I want to do these things. Okay. Check with them in March. <laughs> but just because they're not doing it in March doesn't mean they didn't want to do it. Not enough. Oh, enough. Want, how do you know when you're want? So the, the marker of wanting it enough is that you end up doing it? Um, I think the a marker in your um, a marker in your dedication to a goal is in the the behavior, not the not the mental. But there's exercise kind of saying I want that tautological there. Like you you only get there if you want it, but you only really want it if you get there. Like how do you break into that? That seems very discouraging. I don't see the tautology there. You, you, well, we're sort of setting it up as like you got to want it enough if you want to get to March. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to be willing. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you only, uh, apparently the only way you want it enough is if you've gotten there. Yep. So how do you, what if, what if you start off not wanting it enough? Then you're probably not going to make it. How do you know if you want it enough? How do you know? Yeah. Well, like, how do you know if it's enough? Everybody wants to get healthier January 1st. So yeah. how, how do you know if you're one yeah. of the people who's going to make it to March? I guess you'll find out in March. <laughs> <laughs> so regardless of whether they want to, everyone should try. So at well, least here's they'll figure the, it here's out. Here's the deal. Um, lots of people right now want to go to the gym and, and, and improve their exercise routine. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of people. I think it's the number one and I think it's a genuine, resolution by far. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. genuine want. People want to be healthier. I don't... I don't argue with that at all. The level of want, though, changes over time, especially with goals, especially when you meet barriers and struggles. And and so everybody wants to, right? It's New Year's Eve. You're in a, you're at a party in 72 degree. You're passed out in a snow pile in someone's backyard. No, (laughs) no, no. sorry. Projecting. Or or you're you're in the, or it's Christmas and, and just after Christmas and you're headed into the new year and you're, you're cozy in your living room and you're like, yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to, you know, what happens <laughs> five in the morning on January 1st when it's the first day to go to the gym? Like, do you want it then? Because most people, you know, are like, eh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I don't really want that all that much. Well, what I, and maybe this is just semantics, but I would say they, their wanting is still the same, but now they want their bed more than the gym and that outcompetes their wanting for the gym. They don't want it enough. They don't want it more than they want their bed. Yes. Yeah. So how do you how do you want your do you need to want your bed less or do you need to want the gym more? I don't I don't think it's a matter of wanting at that point. I think it's a matter of behavior. But isn't behavior driven by your motivation and desires and what you want? Huh. No. Maybe by Maybe by what you want in a way, but not by. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea of motivation. Motivation is a weird construct we've invented to put a handle on an idea that uh, you know I have to have enough motivation. What, what is that? Enough of what? What is that motivation? What are you talking about? Well, it's just whatever want is out competing the other wants. 
Yeah, and I, I think true, I mean, if you really want that enough, then you'll do it despite other wants or other distractions. But that's so like, but how, how do you do that then? Someone says like, okay, I want to want it enough, but every time the alarm goes off, I just stay in bed. How do you change that? Behavior. So you're just saying you, you do it anyway, yep. if you don't want it. Yeah. But it's so hard. How do I do it? You go. <laughs> just do it. Nike. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to say it, but yeah. But what if comes, someone comes to you and said, for the last 20 years, I've wanted to go to the gym every morning and I just, I guess I just want to stay in bed more. How do I want it more? Well, I, I would really kind of ask them, do you really want that more? You know, is that really a goal of yours? Yeah, man, I, I gotta get in shape. I, I really like want to, and I know I should just do it. I see the use, use Nike. two different sun. words there, though, gotta and want, and, and those are different. Those are well, different things. Can I have both? Probably. Okay. But I, just, I, I know that I should just do it, but I, I don't. But you don't. What do I do? You go. <laughs> there's no breathing exercise that's going to make you go there's no magic chant I can give you that you're going to run through your head to make you go hmm. there's no finger exercises that you can you know hold posture in a, no you okay. go Here's, here would be my suggestion would be something a little more concrete besides just do it would be sign up for a really expensive gym membership Okay. Like one of those places that's like a thousand, two thousand bucks a month. Wow. Yeah. 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 Then when you're laying in your bed, here's what's going to happen. Mm. That wanting to lay in the bed is going to get drowned out by wanting to not waste all your money, uh-huh. which is going to sneakily get you into the gym. Uh huh. You, you're gonna you're gonna wake up and go, whoa! I paid a thousand bucks for that. Yep. I better get there. So there's an alternative to just do it. Mm. You basically trick yourself into getting there. Don't like it. Why not? Because then your motivation is money, not health. I thought you didn't believe in motivation. Well, then your your impetus for behavior there <laughs> is money, not health. Don't like it. Yeah, but if it gets you into the gym, who cares? Yeah, but I mean, are you going to keep your membership there? If it gets me healthy. Okay. I guess that's what you need. Or here's another one. Let's say you want to start eating more healthily. Instead of just saying... Don't do it. Don't eat the ice cream. Yeah, that's never a good idea. Well, but you're, what you're saying is just do it, right? That's the strategy. Mm-hmm. Just eat the broccoli, not the ice cream. Mm, in a way, yeah. Okay. I would say the better alternative is like when you're at the grocery store, don't shop at grocery stores that stock junk food. Shop at like fussy, expensive, organic health food stores. So, so that you only end up with good food in your house and you don't have to make the decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So again, trick yourself into it. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I get it because you've used an aversive control in one circumstance and a stimulus control in the other. And I, and, I, and I understand it. Yeah, instead of relying on willpower, I'm changing my environment to make it easier to do what I think I should do yeah. and what I want to do. Yeah, I feel like that's every healthy productive thing I do it's because of some version of that it's something like that yep mm. I I, th- I don't just do anything like just do it never works for me mm. I'm just a I just lay around if that's like my strategy <laughs> <laughs> uh, see I'm the opposite 
Well, and not the opposite. I, yeah, to me that just feels a little. Um, um, that just feels disgenuine to use a trick to get yourself to do something. Disingenuous according to what standard? Like what? Why is... Well, because I don't think you're developing the discipline to do something. Who you're cares kind of, if it works? If it yeah, gets me healthy, who cares? But long-lasting, what do you do when those things aren't a factor? How do you motivate yourself when you're broke and you can't afford that $1,000 well, a month membership? a lot of those tricks work because you they help you establish the habit. But then once it's a habit, it's easier to do. Once you're in the routine of it, it's easier to do. Like I used to, when I used to start running at the gym, one of the things I always did was I'd save up like a really good podcast or I'd watch like a movie that I'd really been wanting to watch on my iPad. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. would like, that would outcompete my desire to stay laying on the couch. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a long time. But once I've been doing that for a while, like now I don't, I don't need the iPad to go run. It's just what I do. Yeah. Well, I think I I do like uh, the trick leads to. Pragmatically, just getting done what I want to get done, I, whether it was ingenuous, disingenuous, or genuine. Or, like, who cares? Hmm, I do. I don't know why. <laughs> I haven't thought this through, but I, I think there's. Uh, I, I guess I would use similar, not tricks, but I, I do like. You know, I think I think you're. If you're going to set resolutions or goals, I think they should be reasonable. I think you should not ease into them, but they should be something that you can accomplish you know, in the very beginning. So I guess you could call that kind of a trick. Um, I don't mind chunking goals, you know, to say like, okay, I'm going to do this part, you know, can I just do this one thing mm-hmm. first and then the next? Um, yeah. How do you know? Okay. So this, this one about chunking or starting small and easing into something, I feel like I get really confused about this one because I have plenty of examples where starting really small and working up was the right way to go. Like that really helped. But I also have lots of examples where like just diving in and going cold turkey really worked for me yeah, too. Yeah. So how do you know? I think that's like an important question. How do you know which strategy is appropriate given a certain situation? Well, I think a tip, I, I think the, the thing about resolutions that I, that I would throw out right away and, and then I'll circle back to answer your question. I think it's really important to accept the fact that you're going to fail in, in small ways, right? That you're going to have moments in your resolution or your goal that it, it, it stuff's not going to go mm-hmm. well. You know, you're going to miss a day. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to eat something you shouldn't have, or you, your goal says that you shouldn't have or whatever. Th- those things are going to happen. I think the important thing is to really be able to reassess and then re-engage in that goal again. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say if you're, if you're failing repeatedly at a goal, then it might be you you're approaching it the wrong way. You either need to dive in or chunk it into smaller bits. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So, so you, monitor your progress. If you're not yeah. really progressing, then look at maybe why that is. And and don't ch- – well, here, here's the thing. Don't chalk it up to, well, I just can't do it, but I need right. a new strategy. Or Yeah, I need a different strategy. And I think that's really important for people as they set goals to look at the reasons why they're, why they're struggling. You know, and I think that's a vital part of, of this process. I have lots of clients, especially this time of year, that are like, I'm going to the gym every day for three hours. And you say, well, how many hours and days do you usually go to the gym? And they say, never. You know, I haven't, I didn't go all last year. And you're like, oh, okay, well, let's, <laughs> you know, we might want to start a little slower because it's going to be a shock. 
that's going to be a pretty good shock to your system. And that's a big habit to develop and to, to try to do that all at once. You know, but I have clients that are like, nope, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just reassess, we'll reconvene next week and let's see how it's going. But that's then our time to reassess and say, are we approaching this the right way? Do you think most people really think that's a good idea? Yeah. I think people who aren't, who, who don't understand how that goes. I think sometimes people get really fired up and they just get really ambitious and they don't, they don't realize like, whoa, that's a drastic change. I, I, I mean, I don't know how the numbers of people, but I see a lot of people who really attack a goal and it's like, whoa, that's a really lofty, lofty goal. It feels like sometimes for people, they, they kind of know in the back of their mind that's probably not a great long-term sustainable strategy. Like they're not dumb. They right. know that they're not going to be able to go to the gym three hours a day every single day for the rest <laughs> right. of their life. Right. That's what I mean. Like I don't think people really think that's sustainable. No, but I, they might rationalize it. They might say, well, I'm going to do that for the first three weeks. And then okay. once I get, once I lose that 15 pounds, I'm going to do this and this. But to realize, well, even even to start that, that's going to be a really, and it's a great thing, and maybe it'll work for them. I don't know. But. Yeah, that's see, that's the kind of thing that I think, like, well, maybe that would work. Like, if you just hit it super hard yeah. and made a big chunk of improvement, wouldn't that improvement give you another, like, hit of motivation and reward that would give you, that would push you even further in the right direction? Well, I think there's there's a lot of variables that we're, we're talking about in that improvement. Um, for example, if you look at the research on gastric bypasses and, and those kind of, it's not good. And so if it's just results that you think are going to propel you forward, that's not true. You mean people sustaining their Sustaining, yeah. I mean, they, they, people who go through those procedures usually tend to lose a lot of weight fairly quickly after mm-hmm. the procedure and then over time gain that weight back. Yeah. And so it's not just your success on a goal that's going to propel you forward to even more oh, sure. success. Yeah. So, but but I, I would say that, you know, building self-efficacy as you approach a goal is probably better. You know, it depends on, again, there's so many variables in how you attack a goal. Some are cognitive, some are behavioral, some are emotional. There's a lot of variables. Environmental. There. Environmental. What's, uh, define self-efficacy? How's that different than self-esteem? Um, I don't think that's a term a lot of people are super familiar with. Um, self-efficacy is your perception of what you're capable, almost like confidence. confidence. I would, I would yeah. almost use those interchangeably, mm-hmm. self-efficacy and, and confidence. Where self-esteem, again, is another construct that seems like we've invented to say there's this thing out there. You need enough of it in order to do certain things. Um, well, self-esteem just seems to me like you esteem yourself. Do you? How much do you esteem yourself? Or, right? Or, Isn't that or, what it is? Yeah, or I guess or how... Yeah, I don't... I, I, I mean, what's the difference? I, I mean, why is that any less valuable than how competent you think you are. Like self-efficacy is how competent you think you are and self-esteem is how much you esteem yourself. I don't, I don't think the term is, is, is necessarily bad, but how our society uses it, how our culture tends to use self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I either have it or I don't, or I don't have enough. And again, we're talking about this thing that doesn't really exist as if it does, as if there's this reservoir for self-esteem. But somewhere. isn't that true of self-efficacy too? That's not a real thing. No, but it's a concept of how much you, or your perception of yourself. You but know. so is self-esteem. How are they, how is, why is self-efficacy any more real than self-esteem? Again, I think our culture uses that word differently in a more functional way. Whereas self-esteem seems to be used as this um, crutch of I either have enough or I don't. I've got to get enough before I do things. It's, it's, it's like this conditional um, 
matter <laughs> that that you need in order to do something. But it seems like people who really do succeed with their resolutions have both self-efficacy or confidence in themselves. Mm -hmm. And they also have a lot of self-esteem. Like they really think like, yeah, this is awesome. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a runner. Like I've been running four times a week for the last six months. Like that's awesome. I'm like proud of myself. Uh huh. So aren't, it would seem to me both of those are important for, I, I don't I don't understand your definition of self-esteem then because that sounds you, to me like confidence. You, you literally just esteem yourself. Mm. You're proud of yourself. Yeah, go for it then. Yeah. I don't if if that's your definition I'm fine with it. Okay. Yeah. That seems important that you like take pride in your accomplishments. Mhm. Mhm. Right? Accomplishments. Yeah. And th- I think there's my 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 issue is that a lot of people will say, "Well, I don't have the con- the self-esteem to run today you know i don't or i don't have the self-esteem mm-hmm. needed to attack this goal therefore i can't attack the goal mm-hmm. and i and that's where but if you do start attacking the goal and build up self-esteem beautiful. that's going to help you attack more goals right good for you yeah that's okay. the probably the right way to do it my my disagreement is more in the traditional way we seem to use that there's a cultural way we seem to use self-esteem I have lots of clients who come and say, man, I really want to do this thing, but I don't have enough self-esteem to do that. Mm. And it, so that it's a necessary prerequisite yeah. for getting started. A conditional something. prerequisite. Mm. Yeah. I have to have that in order to do this. Mm. And that that's an odd idea to me. Just like self-efficacy. If you haven't done anything, why would you be, why would you feel confident? Well, I, think, I think self-efficacy is your perception of your capability though. Right, but why would you perceive yourself as capable if you've never done anything to prove that to yourself? Yeah. Like if you, if you've never played the piano, why would you have any self-efficacy for playing the piano? Right. You would okay. you would say I you know, I have enough self-efficacy that I have, you know, decent enough coordination that I could probably learn this, <laughs> but I don't know it. Whereas self-esteem is like, ooh, I don't feel confident enough about myself in order to even try this thing. So I'm not going to even try it. Is usually what happens. Yeah. <laughs> gotten off into the self-esteem weeds <laughs> we gotta stay we should probably do a different episode about self-esteem because i have i have strong opinions about self-esteem, self-esteem. yeah and, and, and it, it almost sounds like it'd be a semantic discussion of how you use those words yeah but i mean everything is to some extent uh, my the, the same issue i have with self-esteem i have with motivation right it, it tends to be classified as this substance that you need in order to attack things no, but I think people throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Like I think yeah. self-esteem and motivation are awesome and super helpful. Yeah. Um, but there's this small If used correctly. Of, if you're using it right, then yes. I'm all for it. Yeah. Right. But I think a lot of people, again, they tend to dismiss the whole construct because it's used incorrectly. But I think that's a mistake too. Right. Or think of them wrong. Yeah. 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 So your four New Year's resolutions My for four, the most part. Oh, pro, yeah. as in, pro, I thought you said, okay. Uh, yes, I am pro New Year's. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. So what, I think so. if people are going to select this time of year mm-hmm. to set some self-improvement goals, resolutions, mm-hmm. what would help them be more successful at that than not? I mean, I think a big one that seemingly obvious step that people don't spend enough time on is really clarifying why you want to achieve the thing that you're resolving to achieve. So like, if you say like, okay, like I got to go to the gym. Well, why do you want to go to the gym? Right. You know, 
Well, it's because I want to. I want to lose weight. Well, why do you want to lose weight? Well, because I want to be healthier. Well, why do you want to be healthier? Like, mm-hmm. what's so great about being healthy? Mm-hmm. Which seems like a dumb, obvious question, right? right. But I think when you, they say, "Well, I, I you know, I want to be able to like um, live long enough to see my grandkids," right? Well, why? What about your grandkids? Do you imagine being so worthwhile? And I want to like wrestle around on the floor with them and be able. So you want to get people to get really detailed and specific about their their why, because I think the more clear you are about that the more powerful, and maybe you're not going to agree with this, but I think that can be a really powerful motivator. When you're laying in bed, you're more the gym motivation is more likely to outweigh the bed motivation when it's attached to this really powerful, evocative picture of you getting to spend really quality time with your grandkids as a result of being healthy. Yeah. yeah. So I think, but I think people just stick with some kind of vague superficial re- rationale, like I want to be healthier. Yeah which doesn't, it's too vague to carry any motivational or emotional weight behind it. Right. So having them get very specific about why they want the big why that change at in the end life, of the road yeah. um, will help them um, follow through. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I like that kind of, I mean, motivation's a real thing. We all have motivations. Um, again, I don't like the idea of motivations as, as this or motivation as this kind of, thing you possess and you either have enough or you don't, you know, that, that gets a little tricky to me too. Okay. So we've gotten really specific about a goal that we have. We've outlined the really good reasons why we have that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, really specifically then what? Um, well, see, I think this, this is the thing where I think one of the ways people trip up with this is they, they read about some strategy or 10 tips you're supposed to use for, you know, new year's resolutions and they just adhere to it blindly. And then when it doesn't work for them in their unique circumstances, they say, oh, well, I can't do it. Right. So I think a really general kind of meta tip when it comes to resolutions is you have to experiment. You can't take anyone's like program or advice like as dogma. Mm-hmm. You take one, try it. And right. if it doesn't work, be flexible enough to try something different or incorporate a different approach or you know, just give it a, you know, take a different tack on it. Yeah. So I think that's a, I think more helpful than any specific, like start really small or get an accountability buddy or like stuff like that. Those may all be great for different people in different circumstances, but it's highly unlikely that anyone can tell you what the right one is for you, or even that you're going to know right off the bat, you're going to have to screw up and like go through trial and error and figure out what works. Right. So like you sort of pointed out initially, recognize that progress is going to be really messy and all over the place and that's okay. And that's normal. Yeah. That's totally normal. Nobody has like linear exponential, super smooth progress. Yeah. Mine is, mine is a really easy kind of three step process that I recommend to clients. One three step process. It's pretty simple. One is just do what you said, get very specific about why you want what you want very specific like drill all the way down Mm -hmm. to the nuts and bolts of i want to be alive for my kids college graduation and i want to be able to go on this trip or this hike with them or whatever that is be very specific about what you want and why you want it and then two i say draw up a really good plan how specifically are you going to you know Mm -hmm. i'm going to go to the gym more right (laughs) 
When are you going to go to the gym? Right. How often are you going to go to the gym? What time are you going to do that at? When before are you going to get your afterwards? shoes and clothes ready for the gym the night right. before? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I want a really specific plan. Um, now, that plan isn't in stone because the next step is constantly assess mm. and okay. troubleshoot. Yeah. You know, because you're going to have those mornings where you're like, I cannot get out of this bed right now. You know, and you, I I constantly want to be a morning person. Mm-hmm. It's it's a struggle, right? <laughs> so my, my workouts are usually at night. Yeah. That's just how I work. <laughs> but right. every once in a while, I'll, I'll set a goal. Hey, let's do this. If it doesn't work, though, I'll work out at night. Yeah. It's okay. Like, right. I'm not going to... You know, if I don't get up in the morning all day, I'm not going to kick rocks down the road and say, well, I didn't get up this morning, so I just can't work out. No, like, do it when you can, Mm -hmm. though. And then I've had to get comfortable with the idea of, like, I'm just not a morning person. I'll work out, but it's going to be at night. It's probably not going to happen. But I think a lot of people, if it doesn't fall according to their initial plan, they give up. They're done. Um, And I like your idea, too. Don't, Don't take anybody's prescribed you know, here's so-and-so's 10 easy steps to this. Yeah. You can do that. Start with that. Go ahead and start with that. But right. where you find you're, tr- you're struggling, figure it out. Stay with it. Reassess. Troubleshoot. Yeah. Try it again. Yeah. So it's just those three kind of. I like how our last piece of advice on a podcast about New Year's resolutions is don't take anyone's advice too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there are all sorts of ways people out there um, have discovered that that is tailor made for them mm-hmm. to succeed, and and you're not them. So right. figure out, you know. I, I, and I like to ask clients, like, sit down and look at the things you've done in your past to succeed at things. Mm. Implement some of those things. You know, yeah. if your strategy is usually like, I need to, you know, prepare. I need to then then do that. Do whatever works for you. I like the idea of New Year's resolutions. I, I like the idea of resolutions, period. I, I, I just think they should be made in earnest, and I think they should be um, things that you really desire. Um, and so as long as it's made under good kind of contextual factors, then I'm all for it. If, if my client came in, though, and said, well, I guess it's New Year's. I've got to set some goals today. I'd be like, eh, <laughs> I'm so uninterested in that right now. I'd, yeah, that makes any sense. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.